David and I dive into the possible roasters that are going to rip Tom Brady a new one in his upcoming Netflix special. Then we begin to know the Buccaneers' upcoming opponents, starting with Marcus Mosher and Landon McCool, the hosts of Locked On Cowboys. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my absolutely outstanding co-host, Mr. David Harrison. You can check out all of his written work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at BucksNation.com. And of course, Follow along on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at D Harrison 82. Thank you again for making Locked on Bucks podcast first listen or your first view every single day, or maybe your last view every single day if you're joining us during the premiere, which airs usually around 930 at night. Uh, yesterday's was like 1130 at night. Sorry about the lateness there. Kind of a scheduling issue. Um, look, it happens, but hopefully... You just got done watching the lightning play and you decided to jump over to Locked on Bucks premiere will probably drop before that game is over. But you get here when you get here. It'll be OK. Something else that's going to be OK, probably more than OK when it gets here is the roast of Tom Brady. It is happening. So it is in the works. Variety magazine reporting Netflix vice president of comedic scheduling. I, I hope I didn't butcher that job title uh, confirming that three-time Super Bowl losing quarterback Tom Brady, I love, by the way, the way that he did that in an interview, um, will be the executive producer of a new roast special on Netflix uh, that will begin airing after the 2022 NFL season. Tom Brady is going to be the first subject of what they're calling Grossed, the greatest roast of all time. Uh, so here, before we get to uh, to Marcus and to Landon and, and start talking about the Dallas Cowboys and kind of do an off-season catch-up crossover with the Buccaneers' first opponents of the regular season. James, let's have some fun. We're about to hit the weekend. You know what I mean? The weather's getting better. Barbecues are, are probably starting to happen. Let's have a little bit of fun with this. Let's start going over some roast candidates, people that we think might be joining in on the fun. But we're going to start off with Mr. Tyler Lange McCann. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Please feel free to correct us if, uh, if we butcher that or if I butcher that. Who, James, hit us up on Twitter. And said that he would die, hopefully not literally, if Bill <laughs> Belichick made an appearance, skull emoji, um, and I laughed out loud. As soon as I saw the tweet, I laughed out loud. It would be absolutely amazing seeing Bill coming out with the hoodie. You got to have the Imperial March music. I think he's he can't be sitting on stage. He's got to come from backstage. The lights got to drop, the Imperial March, the fog machine, and the hoodie has to come out. And then Bill just drops the driest bombs with no smile, no emotion. You can ever, ever imagine, and then says, We're on to whoever the next roaster is. Uh, he was one of the first names that I thought of when I was listening to Thursday's episode. It's difficult to try to come up with who's going to be the roasters, right? You have to have a solid combination of comedians and celebrities, and it's usually people that know the person being roasted. And unfortunate for us, we had. You know, three comedians that we both could have named that were no doubter slam dunk picks mm -hmm. that have all recently passed. 
-hmm. in Norm MacDonald, Bob Saget, and Gilbert Gottfried. Those guys were some of the best when it came to roast, and you know they would have had plenty to say about Tom Brady. But, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Bill Belichick emerging from backstage to get up to the microphone, (laughs) and he's going to make fun of Tommy by talking like this, and then when he's all done, he's going to say, hey, Tom, thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. Walk out with the rings. You got you got to flash the rings on your way out, though. That's that's got to happen. All oh, right. Yeah. So here's how this is going to work, James. We're going to go down our list. We've each got like 12 candidates, so we're going to see if we yeah. can fit this all in before we get to the crossover. But we're going to name our candidates, kind of give a quick reason why. If we have any duplicates, so you're going to give a name. If I have that name on my list, it's a duplicate. It joins the joint list that is already being started by Bill Belichick. And the idea is we're going to hopefully have five uniques apiece. So let's fire this off, James. Give us your first name. All right. Uh, first name, you got to have comedians that are going to bring it. You got to have people that are no holds barred that are really going to take it to Tom Brady. Boston guy, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Uh, by the way, I also have Bill Burr on my yeah. list as well. So Bill Burr is the first name. Uh, we're already we're already firing 100% here. Bill Burr. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he's from Canton, Massachusetts. Like, you got to have him. You got to have Bill. So if somebody out there knows Bill, Please, this thing needs to get put into effect uh, immediately. If Bill Burr is not a part of this roast of Tom Brady, um, I don't know what we're doing as a society. So, James, I'm going to go the athlete route, and this probably is a name that you also have as well, so I'm going to go ahead and throw him out there. Peyton Manning. I mean, yep. the, the the funniest retired quarterback I think we've ever seen, Peyton Manning, has to be on this list. So we've got another member of the joint list. So, James, I'll, I'll throw it back over to you. All right, I'm going to go with another comedian. Uh, I'll, I'll get to my celebrities and athletes in a moment. Another Boston guy, another no holds barred guy. Uh, he, you know, I, I'm not going to say it. Dennis Leary. Give me Dennis, Dennis Leary. Leary. Okay. Fun of Tom Brady. Rescue me in the flesh. Join in the roast, which is, is because there's going to be flames and a lot of heat coming out. So it, it makes a lot of sense. Not on my list, but I do greatly appreciate. You know what? You're staying the comedic route. I'm going to stay the athlete route. Okay. I'm going to drop what I think might be a bomb here, like a bomb on you because you're not expecting it. And also might be a bomb on stage because I don't know how much of a sense of humor he's got. I'm going Drew Bledsoe. Okay. Let's get the guy that launched Tom Brady's career accidentally (laughs) onto the stage to roast Tom Brady. I'm going Drew Bledsoe. I'm going to throw that name out there. I don't know. Maybe it sticks. Maybe it doesn't. All right. Well, then I'll, um, I'll go to the celebrity route. Now, the celebrity side, I'm sticking with my early theme. It's a Boston guy, somebody who loves Tom, a friend of Tom's, followed Tom to Tampa. Give me Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I like I like it. And, you know, Matt's going to bring the intellectual uh, comedy to to the stage as well. Absolutely. All right. So, I mean, early on, you know, our first each of our first picks ended up on the joint list. Let's see if if you got another one that's not on mine. I'm going to go the comedy route. Now you got Dennis Leary. You went with the intellectual comedy of Matt Damon. I'm going with the very, very non-intellectual comedy of <laughs> Natasha Leggero. And if you know who she is, you know why she's on there. Not going to talk about it. If you're if you're old enough, Google it. You'll find out why. Uh, that's like, she's got to be there, man. Like if you couldn't get a more polar ops than Tom Brady's image, I think you got to throw her on there. All right. Well, I'll, I'll stay with the celebrity slash athlete route. It is not a roast of Tom Brady, 
if Gronk is not in the house. Give me Gronk. I would love to give you Gronk, but Gronk is also on my list. So Gronk hey, is going Gronk. on the joint list. Rob Gronkowski, absolutely. And you know he's going to have no shirt on. So uh, there will be a joke made about Rob Gronkowski being the first person up there, not with a shirt on instead of the candidate that I just put up prior to this. So I'm going to go to the opposing fan well now, James. And I'm bringing Nick Bakay, lifelong Bills fan, oh, voice wow. of the cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, if you can't, if you can't remember. That's the voice you're going to hear. He's a roast comedian. He's done it before. He is a lifelong Bills fan. I'm going Nick Bakay. I, I know you don't have him on your list. I absolutely do not have him on my list, but that's <laughs> a great pick. All right, I'll go, I'll go back to the, the comedian well, and... It's somebody who's kind of become integrated with the with the NFL over the past couple of years. Somebody who could walk out there in super short blue shorts and a yellow tank top and a bald cap and a whistle, and he could be Coach Hines. He could come out there and mispronounce people's names, telling a a Ron he done messed up. Keegan Michael uh, Key would be phenomenal at a roast. He might even be the roast master. He could be like just the general host and really allow things to get out of line very quickly. That is very true. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the opposing fan celebrities and I'm going to go the intellectual route that you went with Matt Damon. I'm going to counter you with a John Stewart lifelong giants fan because Uh, who has had Tom Brady's number in Super Bowls, but the New York giants, John Stewart's going to have a field day with that one. All right. Yeah, definitely not on my list. I'm going to go back to the, Celebrity athlete, well, low-key funny dude. He's probably going to have some stories about Tom that Tom would rather not be told in front of millions of people on Netflix, Julian Edelman. <laughs> Julian, you know what? Julian is a good one. I thought about putting Julian, Julian on there, but I was like, I don't want to have two former teammates on my list, but I do like Julian Edelman. Let's see. We're only getting five individuals, so this could be my last pick. So I really want to make sure that it's a guy that I know you're not going to have. And I'm, I'm going the friendly face. You went the friendly, like Drew is probably a friend, but I mean, let's be honest. There's a little bit of envy probably there, a little bit of jealousy. Natasha is not going to be nice at all. Nick is not going to be nice. John is not going to be nice. Let's go Mark Wahlberg. Really good friend of Tom Brady's. He's got some comedic ability. Uh, another, another Pat's guy. You know, he's going to love all, all kinds about Tom Brady, but that's what makes it even better is forcing a guy who loves him to also roast him. All right. Well, since I only have one more here that I can pretty much guarantee would end up on my individual list, I realize it's a pipe dream, Mm -hmm. but he would be so perfect. He's an athlete. He's a comedian. He does not care who he is roasting, including tens of thousands of Titans fans at the NFL draft in Nashville. Pat McAfee. Yeah. legendary at a roast of Tom Brady, especially given the Colts Patriots rivalry from back in the day. Yeah. McAfee. Let's do it. Absolutely. He and Peyton could bring, bring that Colts heat to the stage. I love it. So there's our list. So you got Dennis Leary, Matt Damon, Keegan, Michael Key, Julian Edelman, Pat McAfee. I've got Drew Bledsoe, Natasha Legero, Nick Bacay, John Stewart, Mark Wahlberg, and sharing the list. Bill Belichick. Thank you to Tyler, Bill Burr out of Canton, Massachusetts, Peyton Manning and Rob, Gronkowski James real quick you know not a whole lot of time to dive into why but give us the rest of your list of nominees uh the couple of comedians I had left were Jeffrey Ross and Pete Davidson those guys are both really fantastic at roast and then the last celebrity slash athlete I had 
was The Rock. Yeah, so I had The Rock as well. <laughs> the uh, Rock. Dwayne Johnson is a lifelong Dolphins fan. Uh, and, you know, I mean, he's rapped, he's acted, he's, you know, why not try to get up there and be a roaster? Uh, Eli Manning is another one, like, you know, yep. and, and Peyton is there, Eli could be there. Larry David, lifelong Jets fan, I put him on there. Here's the sleeper, another Dolphins fan, Johnny Depp. And think about this, this time next year, he's going to have some material to pull from, James, that he yeah. could bring up. And don't forget, the roasters also get roasted. So there's going to be some material that people could use for Johnny there as well. Anyway, Rex Ryan. Another, I went, I got three enemies on the list Rex Ryan, Terrell Suggs, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Coming up, guys, we're going to be joined by Marcus Mosier and Landon McCool to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and catch up with the 2021 NFC East Division winners. But first, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's. NFL futures bet online is your continued source for all your sporting 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 wagering information from live betting playoffs esports and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action at bet online where the game starts thanks for making the lock dog bucks podcast first listen or your first view every single day as promised let's get into our conversation with Marcus and Landon who you can find on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier and at McCool BCB from the Locked on Dallas Cowboys podcast. And sitting on either side of me, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening, you're just going to hear their voices here in a minute. But we've got Marcus Mosier and Landon McCool at Marcus underscore Mosier on Twitter and at McCool BCB. They are the host of the Locked on Cowboys podcast. Let's start off with some general Dallas Cowboys stuff here. Let's go over the losses. Obviously, Amari Cooper is there. You know, Randy Gregory is gone. Two offensive linemen are gone. And Cedric Wilson, who I don't know if a whole lot of people consider him a significant loss, but to me, he kind of seems like he might uh, have a significant role in, in what might be a little bit of a downside for the Dallas Cowboys. But where are those losses really sitting as far as uh, the Dallas Cowboys 22, 22 outlook uh, really looks? And Marcus, I'll, I'll go to you with that question. I mean, it's not great. I mean, that's a lot of players to lose in one offseason, right? Uh, no, but the Cowboys, they're hoping with their draft and a whole bunch of young players still on the roster that by the time we get to the end of the season, it doesn't look like big losses. They're hoping that Terrence Steele uh, continues to develop at right tackle. They're hoping that CeeDee Lamb becomes the alpha number one re receiver. They're hoping that Dante Fowler and Dorrance Armstrong and Sam Williams can replace Randy Gregory's production, but... On paper, yeah, this Cowboys team isn't quite as talented as it was at this time last year. Marcus and I, you know, have been going back and forth on this, and we disagree a little bit on where they are versus okay. where they were last year. Because, I mean, I think that if you're talking about at this point last year, I think that they're a better team simply because a lot of these young players have improved immensely. Now, the losses are are severe. I mean, you you listed mm -hmm. them. Uh, I think that the the thing that the Cowboys are pointing to is that it wasn't good enough. Even with all of those guys healthy and, and there at the end of the year, uh, they still didn't come up. They came up short from what their goals were. So I think the Cowboys are hoping for some growth from the young folks uh, and some you know addition by subtraction with some of these other folks. Absolutely. I mean, I think the, the a bigger difference too with this season versus last season is, you know, last year, obviously you guys are getting Dak Prescott back from his injury. And while he had a ramp up and he had some camp time and all that stuff, that's, that's significant. But I think it's a little bit different when you're coming off of a quote unquote relatively healthy season into a new season versus coming off the injury and having to get really back into the mix. So 
I think to a certain extent that could almost be viewed as like as, as a little bit of an addition and an improvement uh, compared to last year's offseason. Which of these losses, though, Amari Cooper, uh, you know, Randy Gregory, I think are probably the sexiest names. But then, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line has been a juggernaut for a long time. So Lyle Collins, I don't know how you guys felt about Connor Williams. I saw some mixed uh, thoughts about him kind of entering the offseason. So if there's if there's one or maybe even two, if you want to do a one alpha, one Bravo biggest loss uh, from this offseason, which one would you say, Landon? I'll, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if we're just talking about immediate impact and 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 where it's going to be felt the most, uh, I, I think the Cooper loss was is the most. I mean, I think they have competent replacements at those other spots in the offensive line. It, maybe Tyler Smith doesn't come in and, and play as well as Connor Williams. Uh, Tyler Smith doesn't come in and play as well as Connor Williams right away. Uh, because And I think that's part of the issue, too, is that I think Cowboys fans in general kind of uh, underrated Connor Williams because mm-hmm. because of, there was a lot of penalties and because of a lot of these other things and they they felt like you know they needed to get rid of him but I think you know a couple games of a rookie left guard may may maybe maybe change their tune <laughs> there a little bit I, I think with with Cooper you know obviously he's an incredibly talented player there may have been some personality stuff there may have been some you know uh, commitment stuff there but losing a talented player like that is difficult so kind of trying to make that up. Uh, is going to be a multifaceted replacement plan, not just like a simple, oh, this guy will play the Cooper role. It's I think it's going to be a couple different guys trying to take up that extra yardage and that spot in, in the offense, and it's going to be kind of a it-takes-a-village sort of situation to right. kind of make up for the loss of Cooper. Yeah, it's Cooper for me, right? Like when Cooper's healthy and he's ready to go, he's one of the best route runners and best receivers in the NFL, and he allowed you to play CeeDee Lamb in the slot and move him around in the backfield or put him wherever you wanted to, and you still had an alpha receiver on the outside. Now, you can make the case, and Landon has made it for a while now, that Amari Cooper really wasn't that player last year because he was dealing with injuries, and uh, he just wasn't quite as durable as the Cowboys were hoping. But now you go from Amari Cooper to a rookie, Jalen Tolbert. You're hoping James Washington can can take over some snaps on the outside. It's a huge loss, and they're certainly going to be putting more on C.D. Lamb's plate, but not having – that other guy that you can rely on on a third and six to get seven yards, it's going to hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned Jalen Tolbert, one of one of my favorite uh, players out of the Senior Bowl, just because of the the kind of the the environment that he really entered into, flying from Los Angeles straight into Senior Bowl practice, and mm-hmm. still stood out. So obviously a, a member of your class that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. But you guys tell me about your Cowboys draft class, your favorite players, players you believe might have a real impact overall, just for the season. Maybe it's a later start in the season. Uh, maybe not right away, but 2022 as as the rookies go, who do who stands out in this Cowboys draft class for you guys, Landon? Yeah, I mean, I think you know Tolbert's the name that kind of sticks out simply because of the position that he's he's stepping step, stepping uh, stepping into. I think with Tyler Smith, you know, we talked about it. Like, I think they wanted to get an offensive lineman. That we we all kind of circled and put in pencil that he they would get an offensive lineman. Uh, this is a guy that they think can play guard and slide out to tackle. But I, I think the guy that that all eyes will likely be on simply because of the high profile nature of the position is Tolbert and because he's coming in and, and and has such big shoes to fill with, with Cooper. And it's not realistic necessarily to think that, you know, he's going to put up Cooper numbers though. Cooper's numbers weren't exactly, you know, uh, a diff- impossible bar to clear from last year. I just think right. that it, it's, it's still going to be a situation where Cowboys fans are going to say, okay, Cooper's gone and this guy is our draft pick. So, you know, he's going to be the guy that's going to need to replace all that yardage. 
So there's going to be a lot of extra pressure. And, and you talk about you know him coming from South Alabama and, and and despite being a very mature guy and doing things like you mentioned, flying straight from the uh, the the game in the UCLA I mean, uh, at the Rose Bowl to go play in the Senior Bowl and then not missing a beat. Yeah. Those things bode well for his uh, his leap, a very difficult leap to the NFL, but it's still a leap. Uh, it's still a rookie wide receiver. There's still going to be a lot of pressure on him to perform. Yeah, and David, for me, it's Sam Williams, the defensive end that they took in the second round. Yeah. This is somebody that Dan Quinn basically handpicked, and he wanted mm-hmm. to coach and worked him out at the Ole Miss Pro Day. Uh, it seemed pretty clear that if he was available in the second round, that's who the Cowboys were going to take. They need him to play a big role after losing Randy Gregory. They need him to come in and be able to provide some pass rush. I don't know how much you can expect from a rookie that's kind of changing positions after basically being like a five technique at Ole Miss last year, but they need him to come in and play a lot of snaps. So that'll be an interesting one to follow. More to come with Marcus and Landon, but first we need to tell you about our love of brownies. I love brownies. David loves brownies. But you know what I love more? Brownie batter. I will fight the children to get that bowl and the spatula and the mixers. Full on fight my children. Sometimes I eat half the batter while Lindsay is making me brownies. But a healthier option than just that is the new built brownie batter puff bar. You heard me right. The puff takes protein bars to a whole new level. They're available right now at built.com. If you have not tried built puffs yet, what are you waiting on? Puffs are a chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar, delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, seven grams of sugar in the brownie batter puffs. It's the perfect pick me up for any day. All the built puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. They are made with a collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting that you are eating a protein bar. There's no need to pinch yourself. This is real life. Go to built.com and get brownie batter puffs right now. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. We are going to kick it back over to Marcus Mosier and Landon McCool one more time the host of Locked On Cowboys. All right, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys face off in week one of the 2022 NFL season, just like they did, guys, in week one of the 2021 NFL season. Now, this game's a little bit different, but let's hit those draft picks real quick. We kind of talked about the overall season, right? How how impactful can these rookies be? Let's talk about week one. Are, Are there any rookies in this draft class that you think that as it comes to hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could be uh, a surprise player and, and just full disclosure, you guys have zero advantage in this because you've seen them do nothing outside of shorts and t-shirts so far. So not to put you on the spot, but I'm gonna put you on the spot. What, what, what rookie might actually impact this game in week one? I mean, <laughs> the Cowboys are hoping that Tyler Smith probably doesn't impact this game, right? He's going to be blocking Vita Vea up front, which is going to be terrifying oh. for a first year guard, you know, basically playing a new position. But yeah, I think you're going to see Tyler Smith start at left guard. I think you'll see Jalen Tolbert be one of their three starting receivers. And then I fully expect Sam Williams and Jake Ferguson 
to, to play a lot of snaps. So the Cowboys are going to be relying a lot on rookies. Plus, I think we're going to have a rookie kicker, an undrafted free agent rookie kicker uh, making his debut as well. So a lot of rookies going to be on the field for Dallas. Yeah, I, I concur with what he said. I think Tyler Smith is. We're just hoping that Tyler Smith will be a better road bump uh, than for than Connor Williams for Vita Vea. Uh, maybe just a little bit more stout. Maybe maybe just a little bit more of a raise of the of the suspension when he runs over mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Smith. So uh, yeah, I, I think that's all you can hope for when you're starting a rookie guard inside. And you know, I think the people that we just mentioned, Tolbert, Ferguson, Williams, those are the guys that uh, are kind of all in the range to see some significant playing time. And then like Marcus mentioned, uh, it, it wouldn't be this game without, uh, it would be a Cowboys game at this point without having to mention the kicker. Uh, and, and we'll see exactly what, what a, a, a rookie kick, uh, drafted free agent can do uh, to, to kind of help maybe seal a, a late kick and win the game. Yeah. Bucks fans feel that kicker pain. Trust me guys. They, they've been <laughs> through that as well. Uh, now last time these two teams saw each other 31, 29, was the finish in primetime in Tampa, again, to start the 2021 NFL season. Uh, a closer game than, than a lot of people in Tampa expected, to be honest with you. Uh, it's week one again. It's primetime again, but it's in Jerry's world. So let's compare the feel of kind of finding out that this is going to be Dallas's first appointment or opponent this season versus last season. And, and we kind of talked about the Dak Prescott coming into the season healthy versus injured. Is that having an impact? Or how is, is there a different feel this year versus last year? Or is it ultimately kind of the, just the same go get Brady and, and, and defeat him type of uh, atmosphere. It feels like internally, like inside Cowboys world that it's uh, it's, it's the same. I mean, I think like last year we talked about, you know, I think nationally folks were talking about Dak, you know, they're talking mm-hmm. about the shoulder. They're talking about the ankle. They're talking about, is he healthy? You know, I think for Cowboys fans at that point, we have kind of been living and breathing it through training camp. We had an idea of where he was. I don't know that many of us were terribly worried about where things were, but that was kind of the conversation. I feel like this year, the the kind of outside the the Dallas sphere and inside the Dallas sphere is kind of lined up. It's it's the revenge game or it's the rematch game. Uh, it, everyone like enjoyed the game. I think even Cowboys fans that were obviously were disappointed that we we lost. We're thrilled that you know we kind of proved ourselves against what, what mm-hmm. we thought was one of the what is one of the most talented teams in the NFC and 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 kind of you know proclaimed ourselves as in the mix for 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 being a team last year. Right. I think this is a sim- similar situation. There's a it's a rematch. The Cowboys proved that they can play with these guys, uh, and I think they're looking to kind of use this again as a measuring stick, but kind of just in a different different way than they were uh, at this point last year. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to add for it's between. Good team. I mean, listen, last year I think a lot of Cowboy fans overreacted to that. Hey, the defense is going to be absolutely awful. Look at Brady tore it through him. And the Cowboys ended up having a pretty good defense. It's just week one games have never been more meaningless. Like in the history of the NFL, they they really haven't. So if the Cowboys get crushed in this game, it's okay. It doesn't mean the season's over. If they beat Tampa Bay, it doesn't mean they're winning the Super Bowl (laughs) either. So just whatever happens, don't go get you up too down for a pretty meaningless week one game. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of uh, I always compare it to I'm an Ohio State fan, so I always compare it to you know the Buckeyes. They always lose like a, a an early or a late September, early October game against a ranked opponent, and then everybody gets up in arms when they're in the Final Four conversation at the end of the season because you know they lost a the game. It's it's early season. That's when I mean, if you're going to stumble and learn some hard lessons, that's when you want to do it. Uh, is week one through four, not you know week sixteen through eighteen. Uh, now Dallas's defense, you mentioned it. Their rush defense, not the greatest last year, not the worst either, but not the greatest. New Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles has said that he does plan on his offense running the ball more last year 
uh, or this year than they did last year. Leonard Fournette is back, but Ronald Jones, the backup, is now in Kansas City. So third-round pick Rashad White out of Arizona State uh, has you know hopefully some promise that we haven't seen yet, but we're hoping to see Keyshawn Vaughn you know, a couple years into his career, Giovanni Bernard, the veteran. What do you expect the, the Cowboys to do from either a schematic standpoint, Dan Quinn, or, or what have you seen in the roster formation to try to help secure uh, that run game or run defense, knowing that teams like the Buccaneers are going to look to run against them a little bit more? I mean, I think the Cowboys are going to be thrilled if they decide to run the ball on them, right? Because every time that Brady's handing off the ball to Leonard Fournette or or White or Keyshawn Vaughn, it means he's not throwing it against them, right? <laughs> so you're probably going to see a lot of light boxes, and you're going to see on second and eight them daring to run the ball, uh, and you're going to see five, six-man boxes. So I, I don't think the Cowboys are going to load up to try to stop the, the run. I, I really don't anticipate that at all. And we'll just see how long Brady and Byron Leftwich can stay patient and just keep, you know, churning those four or five yard runs. I think that this, this, the Cowboys defense is going to be, if there's one area where this Cowboys team, I think got better last, I mean, obviously better than they were last year, it's stopping the run. I mean, I think if you just look at the personnel that were on the field at this time last year, I mean, one name that we have not mentioned from this draft class, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Marcus didn't mention right there was, John Ridgeway is who's become a very big Cowboys favorite just from some of the interviews he's given since he's been here. But I think as far as just a big, strong body that is uh, hopefully won't be moved as much. The fact that the Cowboys added another one of those, they already had Quentin Bohana from last year who will come back with another year under his belt. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence will obviously be back. Fowler, I think, is going to be a little bit of a better, better run player than maybe Randy Gregory was. And I think some of these other people that are mixing, including Golston, uh, you know, will give you better snaps. I think there's going to be improvement in, in the defensive tackle area with Gallimore, Oso Digizua, and, and even maybe Tristan Hill. So I do think, and, and, and again, Parsons having a whole season under his belt. They're yeah. bringing back Leighton Van Der Esch. You know, hopefully, maybe we'll have Jabril Cox. I don't know. We'll see at that point. I actually th- feel like uh, you know we, we aren't so sure about the pass rush. We aren't so sure about coverage, though we do know the coverage is similar to what it was last year. But the run defense, I think, specifically for the Cowboys, I, I think has taken a step forward kind of just based on the names we see on paper. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays out and how the, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the immovable object versus the uh, unstoppable force works uh, with week one in the Cowboys run defense versus the Bucks run game. One last big thank you to Marcus and Landon. You can find them on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher and at McCool BCB of Locked On Cowboys for coming in. And we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops and neither does Locked On NFL get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for the real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. David and I will be back on Monday, so if you have questions, you have topics, You have people that should be roasting Tom Brady that David and I didn't mention, and you want to make sure that they are included in our lists, go ahead and send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or give us a shout at 813-444-5841. For David Harrison, I am James Yarko. Until next time, check out everything David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out everything I am doing over at BucksNation.com. 
follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at D Harrison 82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.